Hello, my name is Shobaraka, and on this episode, I am interviewing William Branch, or Deuce, or the ambassador, depending on how you know him. He is an artist, a pastor, a theologian, a professor, and we sit down and we have a discussion about a plethora of things on this particular episode. You're going to hear me ask him about the social experiment known as multi-ethnic churches, as some will call it. Also, we will talk about what does it mean to be a Christian and doing art. Hope you enjoy. Are multi-ethnic churches a failed social experiment in America? Is it just the the, the recapitulation of plantation theology? <laughs> you and you, I mean, there's a lot that we can talk about. Obviously, you are at uh, Southeastern. You're a professor at Southeastern. There are a lot of people who have a problem with you probably being a professor at Southeastern. There are a lot of people who have a problem with me being a part of this church because my brother is a pastor of a church that's Southern Baptist. Right, right. Right. But let me say this. What is the, uh, is let it me, possible? So, again, in a perfect world, the people with the equivalent of apostolic weight. So remember yeah. Acts 6. Mm -hmm. Something happens. The apostles say, I can't get entangled because we have a priority. Ministry of prayer and the word. Mm -hmm. Right? However, bring the full number. Full number, identify godly people. We will put all of our weight on what, what solution emerges from assessing the problem. Mm -hmm. Again, it was the problem of disparity between the mm -hmm. Hellenists and mm -hmm. the Hebrew widows. What we need is somebody who's got so much relational capital and so much influential weight and influence that they could bring, every, again, the closest thing to the full number to the table and say, let's be clear. This thing is fracturing us. We don't even know how to do something God put his son on the cross and raised him from the dead to achieve. And that is to tear down walls of hostility and bring polar opposites into a, a unity and diversity for the glory of Christ. We don't, we can't do it. Like we can't have local expressions of a universal reality, just like the church is a universal church, but we're supposed to have local expressions of the universal church. So I don't think every church has to be multi-ethnic. But I think we should be able to have a genuine multi-ethnic church, many of them, as a demonstration that it's possible because Christ made it possible for his church to be unified yet diversified. So what I'm saying is, if it, I think it has often been the very reason why we don't have, like you said, the legacy of institutions, because eventually we use, we stop, we give up too quick or we give up because of pressure. We give up and uh, we don't have, uh, we don't have anybody that's this, this pain that has the stripes in their, that in their body has the stripes of what it takes to, to make it happen. So this is what I mean by that. I do believe I've seen that multi-ethnic spaces look at the advantages and the benefits that come with white culture, white norms, white affluence, white everything, white, 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 right? And they say, let's just drift toward the thing that seems to have the advantages. And a lot of times when blacks do things, they just, they're used to allowing the white stuff 
to kind of fill the room, mark everything. And their contributions feel too foreign to the whole. So a black people, white is not foreign to black, like black is foreign to white. So what they do is they just say, just do the thing that's not foreign because we know how to do like them. They just don't know how to do like us. But what that does is it always makes the multi-ethnic really a white feel or a white kind of dominated space. So what we would need to do is we would need to know how does God like mix it up? How does God make it so that it's not that way? You can do it through intentionality and just determine we will accept whatever comes with doing it in the opposite direction. However, sometimes God does it like he did in the church at Rome, where all the Jews got expelled out of Rome. And so all the Gentiles actually were the church. And then when the Jews came back, Paul had to write the letter to the Romans to tell them how to be one and how to not have an elitist or, you know. So in other words, sometimes God will shake the foundations in something that we're not doing and it works. Other times, I think we're going to have to buy into the to the model. So I, you say, how does it happen? I think it happens by believing God wants it to happen and never demonizing the concept. Like just because the the American attempts or the localized attempts have been a failure, like an experiment that we believe has fallen short. I don't think we need to demonize the concept as though it comes from men. I think multi-ethnic is just a human word trying to capture the notion that the Hebrews 2 and 3 said the mystery was that God would have polars in the same body, which would mean that they would be coming with different backgrounds and different histories and different stories and different, you know, political and economic, you know. So I just think that we have to keep pushing. What are some practical things that churches like, well, specifically black leaders need to do when cautions, you know, that they need to take when they've been, they've attended white seminaries, they've been under white leadership. Um, just fill in the blank. They're, they're historically, most of their tutelage have come from white evangelicalism, but they want to plant a multi-ethnic church for black people in a community who don't know anything about white evangelicalism. But when they walk in, they just know it's like there's something about this that just quite isn't grandma. And I don't feel I feel like there's. Yeah. Excellent. Well, one, you remember how and I know this. Well, not with you. Remember what? the Obamas were very intentional about doing, they would get black um, designers mm. and they would wear, a, like they themselves would wear like a black design. They would get a black painter to do their portraits. They would, in, other words, in other words, they were very intentional about allowing black contribution to be featured on the highest stages. And I think that, I think that people have to understand that we have to allow black contribution to pour in so as to actually color the environment, the ethos, because like you said, the neighborhood, pun intended, colored, (laughs) (laughs) because the neighborhood needs to know this is a place where black is not fringe. It's, it's native again, because black will always be fringe in America because both the, the number who we are numerically and where we are on the socioeconomic ladder, that's what we call minority. It's fringe. You don't want the church to be dictated by that necessarily. So I just believe that what we have to do is we have to say, 
Again, we were just talking about your brother. He likes international food. I said, well, what is it like? What do you mean? And he says, no, no, no. And he started describing spices that are more featured in Indian food and spices that were more featured in Hispanic food. And then we got in black, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that you say is, you know when black people are in the kitchen. So you'll say something like, you got any Lowry's? You got any, you know what I'm saying, Frank's or Texas Pete or whatever it is. You know, you'll say, and they'll say, oh, yeah, like we got some of that, right? In other words, we need to know what it means for blacks to have, like, to put their stamp on something and welcome it in because, again, and this has been said, when something special or something unique was done to the Negro. <laughs> something special needs to be done for him, right? In other words, if this is the thing that has a hard time latching on because of all the legacy of the racialization and the wall of hostility and all of that, you have to go hard. Look, Paul said, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, but I am the apostle to the Gentiles. I labor among. And he had clashes with the Jews that forced him to places where he could give himself to what God had already said in Acts 9, that he was going to be a minister to the Gentiles in particular, even though he was going to have some impact with the Jews. All I'm saying is, I think we just need to, practically, we need to invite and feature black contribution more like robustly enough for it to affect the atmosphere and not apologize. But then you're going to have to endure the season where the whites who are not as comfortable feeling like black is not as marginal as they're comfortable with. Yeah. You have to let them be uncomfortable. But eventually, look, everywhere you go, remember Jordan? Well, Republicans buy, you know, Jordans too, right? At some point, the, the the quality of what we do, they're gonna come. There's not a white. I mean, it's, it's not. That's not a far fetch. I mean, because the the pop cultural just church has to just yeah, say yeah. it's gonna happen. Yeah. You just have to endure the season when it's like we do when we start dreads yeah. and you see them little balls on people's head. You're like, I hate that, but don't worry. One day, it's one gonna day it's gonna come to glory. Amen. Can we go on record? So has Deuce or the pro, um, has Deuce yeah. William Branch, the ambassador? Have you ever had a problem with people not following the legacy of the way that Cross Movement proclaimed mm -hmm. Jesus in music? Have you ever felt like, oh, folks are going astray? We had this conversation yesterday. Cross Movement was clearly a very didactic, um, a didactic posture in, in you guys' presentation and your art. There are other artists who felt that they either had to follow that lead or not saying that you guys said, hey, you have to be didactic in your, your preaching style. But they either felt like they had to follow it. And then, then when there was this moment of like this, uh, this awakening, if you will, and I, I say that just... Mm -hmm. With all respect. Mm -hmm. It was like, huh, I don't necessarily have to be a preacher because I'm not a pastor. Deuce is a pastor. But there are other artists who who are art they're they're creatives. They're right. they're rappers. Right. Where is that balance Excellent. between individuals who are who who want to watch this and they want guidance on man, I wanna be a Christian. I'm not forfeiting 
my faithfulness and fidelity to the Lord. But I also, there's a method. They believe it's a method that has been passed down that says I have to proclaim a very didactic message as if I'm expositing the text. Great question. Uh, well, first of all, we take our cues from everything, right? We talk about the triune God being a unity that also displays a diversity in terms of the three who are in relationship with one another, distinct from one another, yet not separate from one another, right? Uh, the church, we talk about the church as unified but diverse, right? Uh, and, and then we look at our Bible. Our Bible, one of the things we say about the Holy Scriptures, the 66 books, is that it we marvel at 40 different authors over a 1,500-year period, come together, 66 books, all kinds of genres, yet they're all held together by a unifying something. And that's the question. What is the unifying thread? We'll say a unifying revelation of God himself, a unifying revelation of his gospel. In other words, I believe that with what you're asking, we should tell people, feel free to be diverse in your expression, in your genre, in your approach. There are books in the Bible that do not mention the name God. Mm -hmm. right? However... Go ahead. No, I'm saying. Oh, well, I'm saying, yeah, however, because one of the things that we preach right. is how to, because Jesus said everything in the Bible is speaking about me. Mm -hmm. So in what way is everything in the Bible speaking about me? And then yeah. we, and, and people struggle with that. How yeah. do I preach Christ from the Old Testament before Jesus Christ was revealed to be Messiah? Mm -hmm. How do I preach the, like, and so we, we argue about what does it mean to preach Christ from all of Scripture? But the question is, but, but will you preach Christ? Mm -hmm. If I teach you how to do it, will you get mad because when you want to leave Christ out and I say, but you're not preaching Christ. Christ said that's speaking about me. Why didn't you help us to understand what this says about Jesus Christ, how it prepares you for Christ, how it points to Christ? Like, so in other words, there's a way for you to not always be, like you said, didactic. It's mm -hmm. a way for you to not always be overt. There's a way for you to not all sometimes be narrative and, you know, mm -hmm. allegorical and all that. The question is, what will be the unifying thing so that when somebody says, I don't have a problem with you, not such and such, and you, sh you shouldn't be contradicting. You shouldn't be going in the opposite direction, nor should you be intentionally trying to obscure Christ because that's one of the things about the New Testament. You don't get to go back to the Old Testament as though you haven't read the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So we, we also argue in preaching about that. You don't preach the Old Testament like a, a dope Jew who doesn't accept the New Testament revelation about what the Old Testament is about. They say, no, we're Christians. We don't read the Bible like a faithful monotheist. Mm -hmm. We read the Bible like people who understand the tritheism of God, the fact that the Father, Son, and the Spirit have now been made known most perfectly through the Son. <laughs> the second person of the God had made them known. So what I'm saying to you is I would just tell people, stop assuming that people want you to be one way. Some may. They're wrong. Do you? Mm -hmm. Just accept when someone says, I don't see the continuity if there's no continuity. Then you may have to say, let me show you the continuity. Because the Lord Jesus said, bing, bing, bing. And I, oh, that's because, again, we don't always get it. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't always get how these. So what is the continuity? 
Well, I think the content, break it down to give me well, like the simplest term. No, no. Okay. Again, it okay. depends. Right. Again, because I'm not. We're not writing scripture, so right, 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 I'm right. not saying everything. The continuity has to be you're revealing Jesus. I'm not saying that. Or you, you're like no. I'm just saying we're talking about people who say I'm a Christian. Uh-huh. My thing is this is the baseline. Don't contradict Jesus. Okay. Don't don't shame him. Don't defame him. Don't shame his bride. Don't defame his bride. And I'm not even saying necessarily don't critique. Yeah. But I am saying there's a way to critique and yet not shame. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is that's baseline because you're a Christian, right? So that, that's your team. That's your family. That's yeah. that's that's your Lord, right? Yeah. And that's who he loves. Uh, but for the dude who says, nah, I want to be a Christian. I want to do what you do. I just don't want to do it the way you do it. Okay, bet. If you want to do what I do but not the way I do it, amen. Feel free. This is the verse way. Can we go on record? And so has Deuce or the cross? Um, Mm-hmm. As Deuce, yeah. William Branch, the ambassador, have you ever had a problem with people not following the legacy of the way that Cross Movement proclaimed mm-hmm. Jesus in music? Have you ever felt like, oh, folks are going astray? So no to the first. Okay. I've never had a problem with people who don't want to follow us. So, yes to the second one. I've often felt people go astray. What does astray. it mean go astray? Absolutely. So break that down for Well, me. to me, to go astray is to start one way, uh-huh. to claim you're still doing that, but be off from that. Okay. So, in okay. other words... Yeah, yeah, break it down. So, yeah, again. So, I think there are certain things that are not Christian. They're just not Christian. Okay. So, I, I'll give you an example. Hip-hop itself is a combative... Um, is a combative genre. Mm-hmm. It was, again, its its origins is let's replace street gangs and let's battle with our art, okay? <clears throat> I think a person who uses their mouth to destroy, Bible says life and death in the power of the tongue. Yeah. The Bible says in James that the tongue is a fire. It can set a forest ablaze. So if you use your tongue to destroy me and to demean me, I'm not talking about in a combative sport. So you can have some dudes that's so like, like battle rapping. Battle rapping, if, if. but I think that it can. So battle rapping to me is is is, is possible. Okay. If afterwards, again, even in MMA, yeah, yeah, it's like they beat each other to bleeding, and then they hug and they right, slap right, right, right. and they hold each other's hands up. <laughs> right. In other words, that's them trying to say, hey, this is sport. This is not a fight. Right. So I'm saying the same thing. So when we first started, or early in our cross movement days. We heard that some dudes said we were whack. The tunnel rats. Let's be real. We were talking about well, the tunnel rats. Well, they were one, but it oh, okay. wasn't just them. Who else? But no, I'm just saying. Just take. Your we name names out here. Don't <laughs> do just, that. I'm, I'm not. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know they go. They gonna love you anyway. They looking for a reason to like get mad at me. She told you. Uh, all okay. I'm saying is, but right. they said, "Yo, you're whack." Uh-huh. And for they got from hip hop, you use your battle to defeat your opponent, mm-hmm. not. In a friendly, like, combat, combat, and a, you're whack, and I don't even like you because you're whack. How That's dare right. you, like, don the, the same stage as me? And they used to do it. They used to go into, and we had galvanized people who had a hunger to see what we do. Yeah. And what we do was for the glory of Christ. The real Christian hip-hop. Well, it, I'm not calling it the real Christian hip hop. So he's trying to get me in trouble. I'm just saying our genre, our brand, yeah, our right, contribution right. was yeah. loved, and people said, "When I listen to you, it 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 imparts in me 
want right. my soul to redeem me. And if they were unsaved, they'll say, Yo, you know how many people tell me I was not saved? I didn't even like you then. But over time, I began to come and you drew me. Mm-hmm. And God drew me through your music. So we ain't talking about I mean, just... I was one of them. My yeah. brother used to give me cross-movement albums and I'd be like, mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's good. I, I, I'm not feeling the content. Right. I right. mean, and so, eventually it... See, it worked on so, me. So, so that's what but I mean. I was also, yeah, go ahead. I mean, not that because yeah, I not, am, I not, am joking, like with the whole tunnel rats thing. But yeah. I also, he would give me tunnel rats albums yeah. or you know individuals within right. that movement, and I'd be like, oh, this is dope too. I liked okay. it both. And so it, and it may it, be dope, mm-hmm. right? I'm not cutting you off. I mean, I am cutting you off, but right. I'm just I don't want to lose this point. But is it Christian? And this is what I mean. What I'm saying is not unChristian to have a battle. Yeah. At the time, they literally had a problem with you if you were whack. Yeah. And they did not, like, they would dish you. And they would, they would to me, verbally assault just the average dude that was looking up to them and all like, man, Christ is our unifier. We're yeah. family, and we're here to see dudes we like. We like you. And then they would get up and try something. And they'd be like, homie, you're whack. You know what I'm saying? Da-da-da, you're whack. Da-da-da. And then they would say we were whack. They didn't like us. Literally. It wasn't like, no, I just think that our style's better. No. They were like, we don't like you're whack. And so I tried to befriend, you know, that era and those types mm-hmm, of people, mm-hmm. but they didn't like it. And they wanted destroy you, use my tongue, not to elevate Christ. Now everybody sprinkled a little Christ in, right? But regular hip hop does that. Secular hip hop does mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I got the blueprint from KRS One. He's mm-hmm. the one that made me say, "Oh, Bible goes with rap." So just for you to have Jesus sprinkled in a rap doesn't make it Christian to me, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And and so, but what, what what happened is they would have a little bit of Jesus, but that wasn't the point. Again, maybe they had some where that was the point, but the lion's share of their stuff was Jesus was not the point, the elevation of him and to unpack him and to present him and to win the world toward it. And they say, well, I wanted people to come through my skills, through my dopeness. Well, you know, we would, we, would, we could talk about that because you got to say, now, is that the way God wins people? Through your eloquence and wisdom? Again, so start talking about, let's just, let's just appraise what we're doing. Yeah. And all I'm saying is at yeah. that point. And I, I don't want to. I want to be careful because mm-hmm. obviously we're bro- we're we're yeah. painting with generalizing mm-hmm. with a broad brush. Yeah. Because there are artists that I loved within that movement that I felt were very Christian. Now, whether or not they were calling you whack, I don't know because that was behind the scenes mm-hmm. or even publicly. I, mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, I you wasn't as yeah, deep locked into in. the right. yeah. But there, there's a there's a question that I have. Like, does not excellence lead people to like, does not excellence open the door, as the Proverbs say? Like, a man's gifts will mm-hmm. open doors for mm-hmm. him. So, like, in some mm-hmm. senses, yes, the eloquence and the loquation will not win the man's soul, but it opens the door for Kanye. As a, the but as a prescription creating... for I'm trying to win people. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to put the stuff that God has ordained to win them. I'm just going to put the excellence that men like. And I think that that's inherently a flawed understanding mm-hmm. only because God has ordained the folly. Like that's part of how he keeps you from getting glory. Mm-hmm. Because if the excellence is to, the, again, I'm not saying that it's not part that when a person comes, they don't, they don't kill right, it. Right, and right. that's part of, and that God doesn't honor you put you doing being excellent. What I'm saying is you don't prescribe that as the strategy for winning people, um, especially when you're degrading people who are going the, the other way. And that is 
again, they were not like, they were degrading it. The fact that we were successful took a little edge off the degrade. Mm -hmm. Like it were whole labels. I don't want to name names, but there were whole labels that said it doesn't work. And then when we started getting a lot of love, they were like, I don't understand how it works for you. But that's whack. But for some reason, it works for you. Mm-hmm. They were, they didn't like the concept, but I got the concept, and we got the concept, one, from just an instinct of the soul. Mm-hmm. Rap is about your tongue and your heart. Is Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I can't help it if my heart keeps pumping out Jesus-centered truths. And I know that's not really welcome. Even Kanye said it many years. You said, yeah. I can rap about anything except for Jesus. Yeah. So, like... I don't care that you don't let me rap about Jesus. We said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to rap about Jesus and we're going to get booed and we're going to chalk it up to, we, we, you know, the Bible says, and they went away praising God that they had been considered worthy to suffer for them after getting flogged and jailed. They were like, yes. And that's how we were. We were like, we're going to get booed. Yes. Not because we want to get booed, but if we're getting booed just because Jesus is our centerpiece, but rap is free. You free. Rap what you want to rap. Now I'm free to boo you. Okay, well boo me. Yes, that's for you. Cause I know I'm. I know I'm bringing it. Yeah. I know the rhyme schemes are on. I know the flow is on. Yeah. And if it's not as good as it could be, I'm just saying. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah.